I've got a Christmas miracle. Not really a miracle. I've got a man with a metal nose. How does he smell? Welcome to Date Fighters, the podcast where we take great moments from history and pitch them against each other. He's Jake. Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley, and we have taken two historical buffaloes and we are watching them bash heads on the savannah of our minds. That's the best one this week. Well done. Let's get straight to it. Right, I'm going to go to the 14th of December, 1293, when James of St. George left Harlech Castle for the last time. Who cares? I can see in your eyes. Well, James and George was Edward... Do you remember a few days ago we talked about Edward I and him building castles all around yes. Wales? Yes. Well, James of St. George was his master mason. So was actually okay. the architect. One man was responsible not only for designing but building all of those castles. Wow. We didn't know anything about him until um, there was a master of antiquities in Wales in the mid-1950s, whose name I cannot remember, but if you want to know, it's in a book called Castles by Mark Morris, and it's a bit I should remember, but don't. Um, a master of antiquities in Wales looked at these three castles and said, I wonder who, who, who made that, these. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he went on holiday to Switzerland and was wandering around Switzerland, and he saw... That, well, there were several features that those castles had that others didn't. They had... Um, hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> Peanut dispensers? Oh, there almost was a hot tub. It had... Outdoor, well, it had loos that overhung the walls like a funnel. Okay. So actually you could, so the poos went outside the castle yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than dripping down the walls. Soft, closed kitchen cabinets. Yep. It had um, spiral put holes. I beg your pardon? So a put hole is where you take the scaffolding. Well, it's a hole where you put the scaffolding. It's not really... A put <laughs> that's hole. It, it's a put hole. Amazing. Um, but they went up in a spiral as if they built a spiral ramp around it to build ah, it rather than clever. the rest of the castles which just had... The sort of rectangular. Yeah, the way grid. we do it now. The way we do it now. Yeah. This made everything into a sort of circular ramp around a spiral ramp. Sounds rather gorgeous. Around things. Um, and there was a, a funny shaped window you didn't see in any other castles. Anyway, he went to Switzerland. Mm, funny, I think I know what shape you're talking about. <laughs> Go on. And he was in a, uh, a castle in the Savoy and he went, Oh, look, there's a window that shape. I'll go and look at the putholes outside. Oh my goodness, the putholes. I wonder how the loos go. They're on the outside. Oh, wow. And he realised that Edward I, who you originally talked about weeks ago, leaving a crusade to come back and be. Right. Uh, for his coronation. Coming, yeah. He came back through Switzerland, stayed in the Savoy, saw these great big castles and went, I like those ones. I want this guy. Yeah. And he took him from the Savoy and made him the architect of all the castles in Wales. That's amazing. Yeah. Including one, Carnarvon Castle, which is a copy of Constantinople. Really? Which he's obviously seen or done. Yes. So it's got... Uh, do, do one of them ones. Yeah, I like the Constantinople one. Yeah. It's stripy. We'd I like want the... a stripy... Stripy castle, please! We'd like the, the Constantinople... It sounds like, you know, like modern housing <laughs> developments. through a yeah. binder of A4 like, laminated... Yeah. yeah. No. All your stamp duty is paid for you. Um, if you wanted to choose the Constantinople, <laughs> that comes with off-road parking. Banded brickwork. And, and you can you can choose the finish on all the and cabinets. polygonal turrets. Yeah, you can you can choose the finish on the putholes <laughs> and the funnel <laughs> toilets. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying that because... Oh, say, when he finished Harlot Castle, he was given Harlot Castle. He was the custodian of Harlot Castle um, until 4th of December 1293 when he left to go to Scotland because Edward I was then beating up Scotland rather than Wales okay. and needed some more castles in Scotland. Of course he did. And I just think that's a great story about how we found out exactly who this person was. That is an amazing story and it totally wins you an automatic point. Nice. I, I can't even be bothered to do mine. It's yours. <laughs> well, polio. 
<laughs> again. <laughs> no, it's uh, the 14th of December, 1582. Ooh. Zeeland, the Duchy of Brabant in the Netherlands, mm. adopts the Gregorian calendar, which has been our nemesis throughout this state fight <laughs> odyssey. Yeah. Uh, and so it was uh, the 14th of December in 1582. Mm-hmm. Next day, it's Christmas Day! What? Yeah. We could be having Christmas tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Let's Christmas. adopt the Gregorian calendar again, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone was like, wait, wait oh, a I second. haven't even got the stockings. I haven't done. been to the garage oh. on Christmas Eve to buy some. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely mad. They just Now, jumped. this is going to sound weird, but I, I would have got you. I had something yeah, on order. but if, the... But it's, it's almost like we just missed 11 days. <laughs> That's old Zealand rather than New Zealand. <laughs> yes, old, old Zealand. Uh, so nice. it's a nice so, yeah. story. Yeah, so they did that and finally let us uh, get on with doing this podcast, not having to go. Well, wait, what was it? <laughs> which which year is this? But yeah, it's not going to it's not going to win against Shores, which takes us to six and a half versus four and a half. Yes, fine. I'm absolutely cool with that. Let's have the birthdays. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to Tycho. Brahe, I don't know how to say it, Brea Brahe, he's a mathematician, Danish mathematician and astronomer. Yes. Who uh, Whose observations were five times as more accurate than anyone else. But I only remember him because he had a metal nose. He got his nose injured, so he built himself a metal nose. Wow. Which was then excavated later so people could tell what his nose was made of. Turns out, brass. Brass nose. Yeah, brass nose Tycho. That's what they called him. Oh, you know, he, he gave rise to the name, I'm assuming, in 2001. Oh. You know the object, the big mm-hmm. sort of plinth yeah. thing that appears and the choir goes nuts. Plinth curls. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's the artist formerly known as, actually. Uh, and the monkeys go mad and start yeah. smashing up the bones and stuff. Um, that's called the TMO-1, the Tycho Magnetic Object. Oh, one. In fact, the TMO-1 yeah. is the one that they uncover on the moon. Uh, uh, but actually, you know, there was a yeah. there was one before that. Yeah. And the idea of it was, this is all in the novel and it's not in the film. I just feel like people need to know yeah, because it's, it's, there's a lot monkeys. more going on that you just don't necessarily understand. They, they scattered these TMO things, this mm. alien race all over the galaxy. Right. Uh, and the idea was it was to provoke animals, like right. primitive animals, into intelligence and stuff. And so it's, I think it was the golden ratio. Is it 149, I think, mm-hmm. the square numbers? And uh, it sort of it drives the monkeys mad and it maddens them because they don't understand how can this object be. Right. And so that sort of provokes them. And then... But, but I mean, lots of objects in nature have the golden ratio, so it, why did the monkeys I go mad by seeing an mate, ammonite? mate... I read it a long time ago, okay. but I'm just saying. So it was old. It was old metal nose. <laughs> old metal nose, Tycho. He's old Achu Clonk, <laughs> as he was known. Uh, happy birthday to Avraben, playwright, poet, and first woman to earn her living from writing. Wow. And also happy birthday to Shirley Jackson, who wrote The Haunting on Hill House and other. Just read her short stories. Go and read some Shirley Jackson. Are they good? They're brilliant. Oh wow. I need to start writing these down. I always say that, and then I never do. This is just me giving my recommendations for stuff to read. Fine by me. Happy death day day to George Washington, the timber tooth traitor. (laughs) That's what I call him. 
I love it when you do your sort of sore away tabloid. <laughs> I enjoyed them too. Uh, you called him Nazi mouse botherer, Walt Disney. <laughs> Yes. That's good. No, I called him an anti-Semitic mouse bother. Anti-Semitic I don't think we have proof that he was Nazi. Fine. If they ever thaw him out, I'll get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that about Uncle Walt. He just hated Jews. He wasn't a Nazi. (laughs) Happy death day to Myrna Loy, the silent film actress who became a speaking film actress when she played Nora Charles... Um, but then went on to become one of the founding members of UNESCO. So, Myrna Loy, happy death day. That's cool. And happy death day to Stanley Baldwin, who was Prime Minister three times, and whose last act as Prime Minister was to raise the salary of MPs by 50%. 50%? 50%. That's they good took going. from £400 a year to £600 a year. Wow. That's some good going. Well done, Stanley. Was it? A, I wonder how popular that vote was. <laughs> it was almost unanimous. Good Lord. I'm going for the big one. Okay. 14th of December, 1812, guys. Oh, oh. Uh, It's the end of the French invasion of Russia, basically. Mm. Uh, And uh, so Napoleon, he he had hoped to take over the whole thing. Um, And what he he wanted was for Alexander I to cease trading with British merchants through proxies in an effort to pressure the United Kingdom to sue for peace. And... Uh, but what he said was, mm. it's all about liberating Poland, really. Right. But that's not really what it was about at all. Um, and uh, they captured Moscow, and Alexander I was like, am I bothered? No. <laughs> uh, so Napoleon was there for like a month going, come on. And Alexander was like, no. It's really cold, by the way. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, then Napoleon left Moscow. This was in October uh, and marched southwest. And uh, he had a big battle with the Russian army and it was all horrendous. And uh, I think the the Russians had done a big kind of scorched earth right. thing. Yeah. And then uh, basically... It was, and they've got a lot of earth to scorch in Russia. There's plenty of earth yeah. for scorching there. And uh, finally, it was, it was all kind of over. Uh, 380,000 men had died, 100,000 had been captured, there were 27,000 soldiers left. And finally, on the 14th of December, 1812, uh, the last French troops left Russian soil. And that's how the Russians were going. They were like on the border. The whole thing lasted five months, two weeks and six days. So. But this was the day it ended? Yes. Over? Yeah. Sorry about that, Napoleon. Are you? He was quite fun. He was a lot of fun. He was. Also, I mean, in the, he kept, like, overthrowing... Was, these weren't lovely regimes he was overthrowing. No. Like, he was bringing actual democracy, well, sort of. Mm. He tended to make his brother king a lot. Yeah. But... <laughs> Nominally, he was bringing... I seem to remember someone posting on social media quite recently, Nat Tapley, that the enemy of your enemy is not your friend. That's absolutely true. Come on, son! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> on 14th of December, 1948, Thomas T. Goldsmith. Nah, mate. Junior. No. And Estel Ray Mann. No. Patent. No. A cathode ray amusement oh, device. Oh no, that's the best invention ever. <laughs> they did the oh, world's no. first video game. 
I mean, it wasn't much of one. You had two knobs and you tried to arrange them so that the one dot that it was projecting went onto the plastic overlays. You'd stuck to the screen. Yes, it was an oscilloscope, basically, wasn't it? It was an oscilloscope, but you could manoeuvre the dot and where it appeared. And you were aiming at things that you stuck onto the screen. Yeah. Uh, So it was the first video game. And without that, we wouldn't have... Pong. You know, Tetris. Donkey Konga. Donkey Konga, all the good ones. Uh, Bannock the Hedgehog. (laughs) Uh, Tomb Botherer. (laughs) Metal Gear, Wobbly, all of them. It's not like everyone's like, oh, have you played the latest cathode ray tube game with the plastic (laughs) overlay? (laughs) That's that's gone. Whereas 1812, we all still know... I think... I think you're really grasping this uh, one. I don't think. Come on. Uh, Yours was a very interesting. Yeah, it's the beginning of the entire video game industry, which is one of the. It wasn't really. All right. Oh man, the atmosphere has changed in here. Yeah, coffee, fresh coffee. That takes us to five and a half a piece. Amazing. And tomorrow is Sunday. We must conclude. <laughs> Thank you very much for your company. And uh, please <laughs> spend the rest of today singing. <laughs> Not you. Spend the rest of the day singing. Oi, <laughs> oi! <laughs> <laughs>